along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Hello, hello. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghosts Chronicles Next Generation. Of course, I am Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsink, the gatekeeper to the realm of the magical, the mystical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. I already said that. Anyways, joining me all the way from her dark dungeon in East Bridgewater <laughs> is the blonde bomb her bombshell herself. And Carrigan. Well, good evening. Wow, I didn't think you were going to make it through that whole introduction. I didn't even know where I was going with it. That was amazing. Yeah, you got lost halfway through. I get lost all the time. (laughs) Get lost getting out of my own driveway. I've always said that. And how is Van Helsing this evening? Yeah, well, thanks to you, I'm much chipper now. That's good. I don't want you wallowing in the depths of despair. Well, Any longer. That's of depravity, yes, that's right. De- depra- depravity, I don't think, it's not. It's, it's a word. It's a word, but it's not exactly, I don't think we were. It's not a place where you want to go. No. Especially, <laughs> especially with Van Helsing. I know. If you, if, if you're, uh, depravity would be kind of like, you know. Yeah. Being, that, doing nasty things. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm back. Hey, I was gone last week. Oh, you were? Yeah. (laughs) Really? I know. Y'all missed me. Didn't you all miss me? I hope somebody missed me. Uh, John missed you. Who missed me? John? I know John missed me. Mm. I bet Nate missed me. I doubt it. Oh. You were saying, well, best show in a long time. Glad. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Thank, God. Thank God that blondie wasn't there. There, Thank John God just that... said in the Toki chat, we miss you, Ann. See? See? He lies. He lies. <laughs> oh, nice. But anyways, lies. here I am. Here I am. Yeah. I, know. I know you're happy to hear my voice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyways, uh, what the hell have you been up to? I mean, you've been hunting ghosts. uh Chopping liver or what? Not, you know, I haven't been ghost hunting in a while, and I miss wow, it. We will fix that. Oh God, I hope so. I hope so because really? I Seriously? I missed the last ghost hunt with the the Japanese people with you because I was sick. Yeah, that's the excuse, and you're sticking to it. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a very valid. It's not an excuse. Yeah, right. Whatever. It's a valid fact. If I was on my deathbed, I would have gone to that. It was a factoid. Yeah. Anyways, I would have gotten you all sick, and then you would have been mad at me. So. You, did make a, you did make an appearance on Japanese TV, so kudos to hey. you. <laughs> only, only, by right. the, only by default, because the picture they used was you standing next to me. <laughs> I just happened to be standing next to Van Helsing. <laughs> what a lucky break. Lucky, lucky, lucky me. Yeah. But, so, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I just came in from a run. There weren't any ghosts out there on the run. But, really? Hmm. Yeah, it was good. I only had to walk three times. Oh, that's good. I, uh, you know, I've been kicking ass at the gym and everything else, and 
In fact, Monday was a tough, tough day because I up my weights, which is... Yeah, I know. I saw you whining on Facebook. Yeah, well, yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. And, you know, if you were 110, too, you would be whining, too. Yeah, 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 that's true. We can't all be 110. uh, Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I I met with the uh, chief of the Coast Guard today, and we went over a schedule for cool, fun events coming to... uh, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, so we're excited awesome. about that. Awesome. You're going to do yeah. some more uh, ghost tours up there and some ghost, ghost tours, ride, ghost, ghost ship rides. We've got a couple of other special things. Mm-hmm. And I also have a new place that's never been investigated before. It's probably the coolest place. I don't think any anything comparable has been investigated before. Because mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how many of these are actually left over from World War II. So uh, I'll be revealing that shortly, but that's going to be fun. fun, fun. Oh, I, oh, well, I'm just going to keep quiet. Really? Just, well, left over from World War Two. Yeah. Must be a fort. Uh, not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. No. But anyways, a bunker. Uh-huh. It's a bunker. Oh, look at her try. It's going to kick great. Ha, this is going to be great because it's going to bug the crap out of you until you find out what it is. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Okay. Be that way. I'm fine. Uh, anyway, so uh, next week we're planning to do another uh, live video portion of yes. Ghost Chronicles, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. we had a month we- off from that. Had, had some little personal issues, so we couldn't get to it last month, but That's right. we're going to do died. it this month. By golly. Yeah, so we, we decided to do it. Actually, you forced me to do it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyways, um, Spirit Quest coming up. Yes. Yeah, yes, September, September. September 20th through the you know, what, 18th through the 20th. What is it? The 20th? I don't know. It's in September. Look on the calendar. Look at my website, <laughs> anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, anyghostproject.com. And the 18th through the 20th, Friday the 18th, September 18th through Sunday the 20th. Yeah, and it's all going to it's going to be all about the witch, about the witch. Mm. And ghost hunters will be doing ghost hunting too, but we'll have uh, Kelly Spangler there from uh, who was on the Ghost Adventurers at the uh, Witch House in Salem, Massachusetts, and Steve Parsons coming back from the UK. He's going to actually he's doing a presentation on the. Uh, UK witches, including the Pendleton witches, and oh, uh, nice. Yep, yeah, the other one. So, which will be interesting as well. That'll and be fun. Then, yeah, and then uh, this uh, Roxy's worker is going to be there. She's going to be doing a workshop on a witch ladder or something I've never heard before. A witch ladder. Yeah. Hmm. I have no clue what that is, but there you go. But okay. That's, uh, that's all happening. Um, in the 18th through the 20th, anyways. Yes. So, anyways, I understand that we actually have our guest with us now, which is really oh, great. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. And uh, without further ado, uh, let me introduce you to him. He is the, uh, well, he's the founder, but he also had his own radio show uh, called, uh, God, I just drew a blank in my head. Tell me, help me out here. It's Spirit Watch Radio. Thank you so much. And (laughs) 
Uh, you gotta, I'm sorry, Clay, but uh, he is Clay Smith, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> Hi, Clay. Welcome. <laughs> Clay, hey, hey, Clay. How are you doing tonight? Clint, Clay, good. Clint, I'm, oh my God, just shoot me, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, a, not a problem. <laughs> okay. So without further ado, will you please tell us your real name and your real website? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, what's my line? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, my name is Clay Smith. Uh, the website is spiritwatch.net, uh, and the radio show is called Spirit Watch Radio, coincidentally, uh, which mm. airs every other Tuesday night at uh, 8 o'clock. Nice. And uh, um, where can they listen to that? That's at liveparanormal.com. Liveparanormal.com. And how long have you been doing that, Clint? Well, I started, the show, I started the show in February, of, I think February of last year, so it hasn't been quite a year yet. Oh, and okay. uh, we, we kind of take a little bit different approach uh, besides talking. You know, we talk about investigations and you know, mm-hmm. ghost hunts, some people call them. But we also talk about how when people experience paranormal, whether it be investigations or personal experiences, how, how it actually affects the way they look at life, you know, how to change their perceptions of what they believe and how they believe. So we take it a little bit deeper than just talking about the actual ghost hunts or investigations and things. So, and people seem yeah. to like that. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's so many of them out there now, so it's, it's, you know, it's good to have something that's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have me, which couldn't be any more different than anything. So, <laughs> um, go ahead, Anne. I, I interrupted you. Before, <laughs> as oh, usual. I, no, I was I was just going to um, comment about that. I think that it's all about you know your personal experiences um, in investigations more than anything. So, and you actually well, you, have a book. I, go, go ahead. ahead. You actually have a no, book I, about actually. Yes. Yeah, I think that the important thing about when we do have experiences, whether it be personal, non-investigative, or even with investigations, if if we just take it as a, a form of entertainment, then not, we're not really progressing or learning much. Mm-hmm. And, and my it's my personal opinion that you know when, when we do experience that, when we look at it from a spiritual aspect, or whether we look at it from a scientific a- aspect. Uh, even if we go there just for fun, or some people who go to the good sense just for fun, mm-hmm. if we don't take something back from that and maybe look at the, the actual non-reality of the reality we, we experience every day, then I think we're missing a big part of what we could accomplish. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I want to make something perfectly clear now because I'm not going to follow my sword for this. Uh, my producer actually called you Clint, and that's what messed my mind up. So it is Clay. Oh. And so uh, I blame Karina. So the, I've, I've been I've been called much worse, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh. Now, um, Clay, I was looking um, on your website, uh, and it says that you have um, criminal and civil investigative experience. Were you a, a private detective, or? Well, I, I was a I was a licensed private investigator for a while, but I also worked in. Uh, uh, retail work. I did audits and did you know, investigations of you know, inventory losses, cash losses, which resulted mm-hmm. in you know, criminal prosecutions and things. And uh, you know, in, in that, we had to do a lot of research, which, which kind of plays into what we do currently with the group as far as doing research on locations, mm-hmm. uh, actually doing research on actual clients who, you know, because we don't walk in cold to some place, we kind of do some preliminary checks on them before we walk into their home or, or do any work for them. So it kind of came in handy in that regard. Great. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, you you need to know what you're walking into. I mean, sometimes people can be just crazy. 
<laughs> well, we had we, well, we had one case where uh, a family contacted us, and uh, you know, before I, I asked for the names of everybody who lived in the location, and then I ran just a little, just a, an online check, you know, just a Google search, and uh, one of the the gentlemen who lived there, it was a uh, history of sex sex offenses. So oh. We didn't take any of our we didn't take any of our ladies to that investigation. So I mean, mm. you can walk into all kinds of strange things, and it's really important to to do your homework before you jump into something just for the fun. I I will have to tell you, uh, we actually ran on that uh, Maureen, who was my partner for years and years and years, and still is, but we we don't uh, life got in the way with it a little bit. But uh, anyway, she is a trans medium, but her and I. Like I said, work for years and years together, and I got a call one time to investigate this place, and it was it was daytime, so I said, "Yeah, what are you doing?" She said, "Nothing to us. Let's go." So we jumped and we went to this. Just her and I. We went to this small ranch, and we came in, and we came into the bathroom. It was totally trashed. It was smashed, and huge mirrors. And the guy at the uh, the place was telling us that this is small. Um, girl there, ghost spirit, and she's the one causing all this, and he's talking about all this other stuff and everything else, and then Maureen's uh, picking up on this stuff, and she says, no ghost girl here. So anyways, uh, what had happened is that uh, finally we got outside, and another buddy of this guy came up, and uh, he was talking to me, and, and the other guy pulled Maureen aside. She said, I'd like you to come back without him. And as he found out, <laughs> He had just been released from prison for a murder, oh. and uh. <laughs> yeah, and and actually, Maureen felt that this was actually the person who was really causing all the problems in in the house. But it was like, yeah, yeah, why don't you come back? Uh, you know, lose him, and uh, it's like, oh yeah. But so that was that was the, everybody asked me, you know, and I'm sure you've got that as well, uh, Clay. Is you know, what's the the most scariest thing you ever ran into? And I always say, never in the paranormal. That was the scariest thing I heard. That was dealing with someone who was actually alive. <laughs> but uh, it, you're right. It's always the living who, who pose the threat. It's always the living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely mm-hmm. right about uh, you know checking backgrounds and so forth. That's that's important as well. So, so how did but you get involved? Even, All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we've even up? had situations where people actually wanted to use us to go in, claim a place is haunted, so they can get out of the lease as well too. So, we ran into that a couple of times. Where I ran really? background checks, found out the person had, had moved three or four or five times in the past year, and you know, owed money because they didn't pay their rent where they were before. So that that we've run into that a couple of times as well too. So uh, it, it, you've got to, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I don't mind walking into a, you know, a dark abandoned building, but uh, walking to the house of somebody who's living is the scariest part of the job. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> so how did but you how I got off? how I got into how I got into this. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, like everyone else, you, know, you grow up, you watch The Twilight Zone, you watch, you know, uh, all, all the shows and the movies and stuff, and you, you start, then you get reach a certain point in life, and you realize, well, you know, I'm getting closer to my checkout time, so maybe I'll look <laughs> into this stuff a little bit more. Uh, and uh, actually, my brother uh, years ago was diagnosed uh, with lung cancer, and uh, <laughs> he only survived about 30 days uh, after he was diagnosed. But while I was sitting with him in the hospital, I actually started watching some of the Shows are on TV because I really had no idea that there was there were actually groups out there doing that kind of work, and uh, so I started doing some research. I contacted some some area groups and you know joined up with one group, uh, which was pretty much a joke. Uh, but 
what came out of it that was what came out of it was good was meeting the other people who are currently in the Spirit Watch group, and uh, so we've been working together as a group uh, with that group for over six years now, and uh, it's it's and it's funny it's it's like if you don't pay attention to something you're never going to see that it's there. Uh, for example, I mentioned my brother's passing uh, exactly one year to the day after his passing. Uh, it was two o'clock in the morning, which is about the time he died. My uh, my f- doorbell rang in the front of the house. Oh! And I have a mo- I have a motion detector on the uh, on the light <coughs> out front on the front porch. Uh, it wasn't on. Went to the front door. Nobody was there, and so. Any other time you say, well, it's just a fluke or whatever, but when you have something like that happen to you, then you start wondering, well, what exactly is going on in this world or the other world that we're talking about? Right. Wow. That's amazing. But then after, and after that, when you're getting into investigations and establishing you know, some credentials with people and going to different places, the things I've experienced and, and, and gone through and and learned in, in, in the past 10 years, I mean, what I thought when I went in and what I think and believe now has changed, you know, completely. Uh, it's opened my mind to a lot broader vision of what things could be or are. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this book you have out uh, that you've written. And, you know, what possession to write the book and, and what can people take away from it when they read it? It's kind of a three-tier book. It's, it's called "Every uh, All You Know Is What You Think You Know." It's uh, one person's uh, journey into the spirit world so far, and I kind of got frustrated because as I studied more and more and had more and more experiences, I got a little frustrated with three different groups of people who deal with the paranormal or who, or who don't deal with the paranormal. Uh, one uh, one group is the people who think, you know, it's not possible, there's nothing, you know, if it's not bricks and mortar, if I can't see it, touch it, smell it, or taste it, then uh, uh, it doesn't exist. Then there's the the people who do investigations who are open-minded and look at every aspect, you know, look at certain aspects of investigation. Then you have the people who think that every piece of dust that shows up on their camera is Uncle Charlie coming back to you know, <laughs> have, have another drink with him. So basically, so basically I try to approach it so the people who don't believe, well, I give them some information, you know, whether it be science or personal experiences where they can say, well, gee, maybe there is something. Then the people in the middle who do investigations, I kind of give give them some ideas to think about what broadens their look and maybe opens their minds to other possibilities. Then the people who you know, believe that Uncle Charlie is coming back to that Jack Daniels, I, I kind of mm. try to bring them back into reality and say not everything you hear or see or think you see is uh, going to be a ghost or, like I said, uh, somebody coming back to visit. So basically that's what it was because I would get frustrated with all three categories and you know that uh, the people who claim to know everything are really annoying to those of us who really know everything. <laughs> Hear that, Ron? I heard. <laughs> Anyways, so that's basically that, that was that was the concept, you know, the concept behind doing the book and just trying to get people to think a little bit more on, on all spectrums of investigation and experiencing anomalous activity. Hey. So, uh, your methods of investigating—I uh, th- think I went on your website. You had a whole pile of equipment and stuff uh how do you conduct an investigation is is it equipment is it uh, medium driven is it a combination of the both or what it's 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 everything uh to me a lot of the equipment uh except for re- 
the primary things I think you need are a recorder, you know, your voice recorder, and a, a camera. Uh, everything else, to me, are kind of just toys. We really can't substantiate the, you know, the validity of a lot of those things that are out there. Uh, my wife uh, is a medium. That's a whole other story in the book about how we end up meeting and how both of our paths, without knowing it, ended up together. But uh, we've done quite a few cases you know, by ourselves uh, together. Uh, so we kind of approach it both ways. Uh, we don't uh, go in with any preset ideas of what we're going to experience, and we don't we don't ever believe what somebody tells us. We we work from the evidence gathered and try to apply to what they say and see if it matches up. I think mm-hmm. the biggest mistake people make is they they go in with this preset you know idea. For example, it's uh, Colonel John Smith. He's supposed to be at this particular fort. So when they go in, everything they hear and they think they hear or see is Captain John Smith. <laughs> so that's kind of a, that's kind of a backwards approach. You, know, you go in open-minded because uh, not every place that George Washington slept, he might not have been the only one who slept there all those times. That's right. <laughs> we, call, we call we call that the uh, famous ghost uh, syndrome. Uh, if someone yeah. died there or someone famous is there, then they must be the spirit, no matter what. Uh, exactly. But, so it's difficult in dealing with the three different groups of believers. Uh, you know, for instance, the one who absolutely, if a ghost went up to him and slapped him across the face, still wouldn't believe. They would, you know, rationalize it until the cows come home, even though they really can't. Uh, so those are, do you find those are difficult or do you find it on the other spectrum, end of the spectrum where the people that believes, you know, that every sound is you know, like you said, your your cousin Charlie or whatever looking for a drink or whatever, which is actually more difficult to work with. Uh, the the orb fanatic, I call them. Uh, those, <laughs> those are the ones that are because they, they don't want to believe anything else other than the fact that it showed up on my camera, so it's got to be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I do, uh, when my wife and I do lectures, what we kind of do is we do the same thing. Being a medium, she talks about things that she's done, experiences, and what she does as a medium. I talk more from a scientific end of it. For example, we were uh, at a location, I guess a couple weeks ago, just sitting at a bar having a drink, and I I showed him a picture of an apparition that we caught at this particular location. The guy was sitting at the bar. He said, oh, it's just trick photography. I said, well, I'm not that good, and I'm the one who took the picture. Then he Mm -hmm. kind of stopped talking for a minute. Mm-hmm. I explained to him you know, the basic idea of uh, that you know, physicists have documented 11 different dimensions. And this picture that I had is not necessarily you know, a dead person who's still hanging around. They're in a different dimension, and for that very split second or fraction of a second, those dimensions kind of crossed over, and luckily the camera caught it. So when I start talking science and getting them to think a little bit, then they kind of back down and they start thinking and say, well, gee, that's something I never thought about. Because uh, I said, you know, if it was, you know, when you stop and think, you never see a ghost or experience a ghost or film a ghost, take a picture of a ghost that's naked. <laughs> they right. always have, they always have clothes on. Mm-hmm. You know, my, so. One of my mentors, Mr. John Tenney, his favorite line is, "Do ghosts wear underwear?" <laughs> that's curious. <laughs> because we always, we always see them with clothes on. I mean, I, I, maybe there are pictures of mm-hmm. naked uh, spirits walking around. I haven't seen one yet. Mm-hmm. So in, in my thinking, yeah, we're looking at dimensional crossovers there that we experience both on an energetic level, whether it be a visual level. Uh, even with EVPs, there's been studies done where you can put a, you know, a voice recorder in a, in a 
essentially a bubble that blocks out any sound, mm-hmm. you know, sound being a vibration of airwaves, and still catch EVPs, which kind of shows you that EVPs aren't actual sounds. They're electromagnetic waves being picked up in recording devices, which are all magnetic, whether it's cassette, real-to-real, well, real or digital. I would kind of disagree. I mean, in, in, in the definition of the EVP, is it, it, it's, not a, it's definitely not a sound. It's, it's a manipulation of the – that's hence the white noise, the, the manipulation of the white noise in a recorder to manifest the voice of the person. Uh, that's what I've always been trained and, and taught. Uh, but, but yeah, like I said, none, none of us have the answers for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, just, there are no answers, and that's why I try to get people. I mean, don't you know? Everybody says they're an expert, and there there are no experts because we're right. all just novices. Well, right. When, the, uh, when the, for instance, when the the American uh, EVP that's changed their names now, I mean, they they are the authority on that. They they've been doing that for since EVP has really been discovered. And uh, you know what they would do is, of course. Uh, this is where this all comes from, is that it is a manipulation. It is a true sound recording because if you had two recorders, you would only get the EVP, a true EVP on one of them. And what they would do is go around with a video camera, and if they picked up the sound on the video camera, they would discount the EVP as not an EVP. Now, that doesn't mean it's not something else, but it, it, the true uh, definition according to... Uh, them is uh, an EVP, the manipulation of uh, white noise or magnetic fields, which is... Yeah. Well, magnetic fields, like I said, would be like what you talk with your recorders and your your, uh, reel-to-reel tapes. They all work on magnetic principles, so they're Mm -hmm. manipulating magnetic fields, EMF, whatever you want to call it, uh, and creating creating the sounds. But uh, you you still wonder how that occurs, how how they hear us, if they hear us, how they see us. And that's what I always ask people. I said, do you ever ask the spirit, what do you see? We always ask them, us, you know, asking permission for us to see them, but we don't mm-hmm. ask if they see us or how they see us. And that's always you know, a big question, I think, that uh, is missed a lot. Yeah, you're right on that. That That is a question that has been overlooked so many times. I remember when I first started doing this years ago, I hooked up with a Franciscan, and that was one of his always the questions he would always ask is, uh, you know, what am I wearing? He would ask this, the ghost that. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I thought that was interesting as far as that. But, yeah, it is overlooked. Everybody wants to know about them, but we, we're we not totally aware what they can see in our realm or our dimension or whatever. Anyway, well, well, always... we have to take a break well, right well, now. So you're listening okay. to Ghost Chronicles, uh, Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick, and we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Pararex, Tojinet, and beyond. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2, 
But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening from... Oh. What uh, right out of my uh, head. There you go. You caught watch. me. <laughs> Night Watch Paranormal. We have Clay Smith. Spirit, Spirit Watch. Spirit Watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we, are the, we are absolutely the worst hosts. I apologize for that. <laughs> Anyways, AAEVP a- 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 was uh, American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomena. And, of course, they've recently changed their name to the Association of Transcommunication. And if you check out the website, there's Tons and tons and tons of information on EEVP, whatever. So, anyways, Clay, uh, thank you so much for being with us and putting up with all this ridiculous stuff that we're doing to you today. But I think it's Anne's wine. Anyway. Uh, Jeez, so I'm not talk- even having wine tonight, so there. Really? Oh, that's right. You have uh, blood test. Water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Clay, uh, thank you for being with us. And... I noticed that you investigate a lot of cool places around uh, uh, Virginia and Washington, D.C. and everything else. Do you get the usual cast of suspects when you do these investigations, or do you find you go in one and you say, wow, I didn't expect that? Uh, everything is unexpected. Most of the time when we go into a location and we really don't feel anything, we don't expect to catch anything uh, during our analysis, those tend to be the, the times that we pick up the most. I mean, uh, one location we went into the first time in, we felt nothing. We were kind of disappointed because they had a lot of history that we had heard about, a lot of you know activity. Felt nothing. We went back, and between the five of us, we, we picked up what, you know, over 31 of what we call you know, real, uh, what some people call class A EVPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you never, you never really know. Uh, what I try to tell people, I said, you know, just think of how many how many souls have come and gone on this earth, and and to, to look for one individual in, in one in one location. I mean, that's the so you have to leave your mind open for that. So we never know what to expect, and uh, usually surprises us. Mhm. That's that but, that is true. I mean, sometimes I I have found that you go in somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna get anything here, and same thing, loaded with EVPs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, exactly. wow. Yeah. Well, the one thing that we also never discount is uh, that it's not anything from another dimension or a ghost or a spirit. A uh, couple of situations that my wife and I have dealt with has actually been 
uh, manifestations from you know a person's uh, personal energy or emotions that they're that they're carrying around. Uh, I mean, we've had some very exaggerated cases uh, where the gentleman called me one time and his ceiling fan was swinging back and forth from the ceiling. Uh, it sounded like his linoleum was being ripped up in the kitchen and oh, wow. everything. And we went over and uh, we talked to him a little bit, and he was strong dude. He was scared to death. He was actually felt like he was being held down in his bed. He had bruises on his on his shoulders. Oh my god. And uh, we and we went in, my wife, you know, she went in and first thing she you know, she picked up she stopped in the hallway and she picked up you know, either a large black dog or a wolf and I said, Okay, I just followed her with the with my recorder and camera. Mm-hmm. Went to one room and she picked up on the name of, of Bobby which uh we had no you know, idea of he hadn't mentioned anybody by the name of Bobby and uh, she felt like uh handcuffs were involved which Made sense at the time because uh, he he's in law enforcement and uh, we, we thought that had something to do with it. So we we finished up, went through some other rooms, picked up some some things, and went back and talked to him. And uh, also one thing too, she picked up this, her right hand started hurting with the last you know the small finger and the finger next to it, like you know there was an injury there. So we went back and talked to the client, but it was about, it was about two hours later. We had nobody else in the house at the time. We hadn't even come back in. First thing she said, well, I felt this pain in my hand. And first thing he did was hold up his hand, and there was no scar or bandage. But he said, two weeks ago at work, somebody stuck a knife, was playing around and stuck me with a knife in that part of my hand and still healing. Oh. So we picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Next thing we talked about the, the dog or the wolf that she picked up on. He said he bought the house from a foreclosure, and when it was uh, before he bought it, uh, the people who had it before had – Labrador retrievers, one of which was got left and locked in the house and died in the home. Oh, he picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Then we said, uh, well, we went back in this other room and, and my wife picked up on the name Bobby and she felt like handcuffs. And he, you know, first he didn't really say too much. And then uh, he said, well, in my previous marriage, I had a a uh, stepson. Uh, his name, his real name was Reggie, but they they always called him Bobby. And what had happened is that this young man had molested this uh, gentleman's 11-year-old daughter in the house in that same room where she picked up this energy. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, you know, we, had, we had no pre-information on what the boy's name was or anything. So mm-hmm. my wife, you know, we explained that to him, that you know, he's carrying this energy, and we went through and did a house cleansing and stuff like that. And the handcuffs, we just assumed, was he, he felt locked down because the boy never got prosecuted because of his mental condition and because of his age. Mm-hmm. So this father was holding on to all this emotion, which we believe was causing the, all the activity in the house. So she went through and did a clearing, and that was been a year ago now, and uh, no activity since. Wow. That's so amazing. anyways, I was looking at your, your website, which is uh, spiritwatch.net, and uh, there's a good picture on the front page of stairs with a... Uh, a figure in it. What's the story behind that one? That one actually didn't even come from an investigation. Uh, one of our, uh, Shelly Crate, one of our investigators, uh, was at, uh, I, don't, I don't want to give away the name of the location, but uh, because yep. I don't have clearance to do that, um, mm-hmm. it was a, a, a historic location that we have investigated, uh, th- I guess, three times now. And she was just uh, over there during the holiday season taking some pictures, and she took this picture of the stairway. And uh, she went back and was just looking at him. She was going to share him on Facebook and show her friends and her mother and stuff. And she saw this little anomaly on the staircase. Uh, it had a little blue showing and some white. And uh, so she sent it to us all. and said, well, let's go back over and see if we can reproduce it. So we went over at the same time of day. We're in the same clothes, same camera, 
same exposure, everything, and couldn't reproduce it. So we're assuming that's, you know, again, you know, whether you want to call it a ghost, a spirit, a crossover of dimensions, that was just a happenstance catch that uh, we, we picked up on. And yes. it's, that's uh, a cool picture. Uh, oh, it is. It reminds it me is. of the yep. uh, brown lady of Ram Hall. It's in a lot. It has that same, except mm-hmm. it's a little clearer than that. So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. that's very good. And I have a oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have oh. a question. I saw her in some of the the many places you have investigated, and I see her in Gettysburg a lot. Um, the Cash Town Inn. Oh, can yeah. you can you tell us about what what um, you did there? Uh, well. We we actually caught some things. Actually, there's a video on the website. Uh, Shelley, the same girl who, who took the picture we just talked about, uh, mm-hmm. she was walking in the lobby area, and she felt an energy coming down the steps, so she just clicked her camera. And mm-hmm. in a matter of about 13 seconds, there's like, I think, five sequences of where you see this large black shadow, not mm-hmm. human shape, but just a black shadow coming down the steps. There was wow. no window behind her. There was nothing like that at all. So that was that was pretty unusual. That was an mm-hmm. exciting weekend for us there. Mm-hmm. My um, the reason I ask is because I have a friend. Uh, my friend Carol stayed there uh, many years ago now, and when they checked in, I mean, nothing was said to them about, oh yeah, you got the haunted room, <laughs> but yeah. she actually had a, a personal experience there where. Um, she felt that she was being held down in the bed and um, <laughs> was terrified and <laughs> trying to wake up her husband who's snoring away be- beside her. And, uh, you know, she got up the next morning and told them about, you know, her experience. And they're like, oh, you just have to say, you know, you need to leave me alone. <laughs> oh, that's, that's yep. your answer, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a cool place, and they actually have a good dinner, too. Uh, we were, went down to Gettysburg with uh, Mark Nesbitt. Uh, we went there, and uh, it was it's a definitely a, a different – that whole place, anyways. Any, anywhere you go in Gettysburg is really, really cool. Mm. Uh, yeah. So but What we also tell tell people is you don't have to go to the, anything that's famously haunted. You can you – know, there's – of all the billions of people who've come and gone in this world, I mean, virtually the whole world is haunted to some degree. I, I agree 100 percent with you, Clay. I, I really do. Uh, it's you know it, it's interesting. Sometimes we'll do investigations and um, we'll get what I call street ghosts, and that has you know spirit that has nothing to do with the house, nothing to do with the people involved, and everything. But they just realize that someone's investigating uh, the other side or trying to contact the other side, and they, they'll come in, or they're just curious, one or the other. They're but they really you know not associated with the location or, or the people involved. Yeah, it's just, I mean, because I, I get people all the time, you know, man, we want to join the group, we want to go on an investigation with us. I said, you know, get yourself a recorder and a camera and sit at home. You never know what you're going to catch at home. <laughs> That's true. Except I don't, I don't know if I would home. want to turn that recorder on <laughs> <Exactly>. at home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't. <laughs> but, but, but the one thing that you, know, you always hear stories about, you know, these exaggerated hauntings in these residences and stuff, but there's no history of hauntings before a certain family moves in. That kind of ties back to what I talked about with that what experience that we had. Uh, is the energy that we as humans, living humans, are bringing into these locations and actually stirring things up ourselves. So uh, mm-hmm. that's always an option we look at as well, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is true. People bring a lot of stuff, carry a lot of stuff around with them. 
that yeah, they way. do. Actually, they do. And, and you know, even for the Farah's investigators, uh, sometimes their own mental states uh, can uh, affect an investigation as well. Exactly. We yeah. tell people who are, you know, investigators, if they've had a bad day, if they've got something emotional going on, not to, not to bother showing up because it's going to affect what we do, either, either their attention or it's going to, you know, the energy they're bringing in is going to affect what's going on as well, too. That's so let me, a very let, good let, me, let, me, let me ask you all a question. Sure. Uh-oh. I always do this because it flips, it flips people out because most people, you, maybe you, you all probably have since your experience, don't think about it. When you're doing, going into a session, you're doing EVP, and you get a response, mm-hmm. do we automatically assume it's coming from somebody from the past? You mean it's the future? <laughs> oh, <is> it? <laughs> I usually do. I yeah, usually well, do. That, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but we have no way of knowing that for sure, because if we're no. talking about 11 different dimensions of time and space, right. there's always a future going on as well as a, a past and our present. So if that's the case, when we can cross dimensions, how do we know we're not talking to somebody who's hasn't been born yet? Hmm. That's, that's and, a different way I, to look at it, definitely. And, no. and how, do, how do you know it's not just synchronicity, that, that this is just producing some random words that we – uh, audio parable, parabolic think sounds like. I mean, let's face it, most EVPs are really not that good unless they're manipulated or, or dealt with. I mean, you do get some, and and you don't get very conversations. Why don't we get conversations like long conversations? With, no, we get these one clip. We might ask a dozen questions. We only get one or two answered. So there's a lot that we don't know, and actually where even EVPs are coming from. We grab the ones that say, oh, look at this. I asked a question, and well, I got a direct answer. But what about all the other ones? We ask questions, and you got nothing. Exactly. But, but uh, I always try to, to get people to think you know, a little bit outside the box. Because uh, time, you know, there's really no such thing. You know, we're the ones who create time and put, yep. put breaks in time, days mm-hmm. and whatever. So time is you know, consistent. So, I mean, uh, you know, if, if we see an apparition, is that just the past still happening and we happen to cross over there for a, a little while? Or if we have deja vu and say, boy, I felt like I've been here before, well, maybe we have because maybe we crossed over there for a split second in the future. I mean, that's just a little weirdness I'd like to you know, throw out there for people. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, too, is, is that I know in my own experience is that I've seen spirit not while I'm investigating. Uh, I was doing haunted tours at a fort one time, a Coast Guard base, and I was waiting for the started talking to the group and I looked out the window and it was a woman outside walking. It was like all windows and she was walking towards the door. Uh, so I said, Oh, I stopped and waited for her to come in, but there was no one out there. I asked one of the volunteers, anybody out there? And there was no one out there, but I saw her clear as day. And yet, and these, a woman has been seen in that same spot by the Coast Guard as well. But that I wasn't looking for spirit. It was just there. There were other times I was setting up for a conference and I saw a woman, uh, coming, I thought she snuck in or something, I, and then I saw where she went, and I went in. And there was no place where she went; it just was a wall. So yeah. a lot of, and and, there was, and the other one at the old manse when I was addressing a group of people, uh, just talking with them, and one of the books comes flying off the shelf from behind me. So I mean, we're not looking for spirit at that time, but they're still around even when we're not looking. Yep, and the thing is, most people, you know. 
who don't look at all. I mean, you're, you're aware of those things, but people aren't aware until they start looking and, and being you know, and not writing things off that happened to them as something. Well, that's just a coincidence, or this they could try to explain it away. They're never going to have that you know that full experience or that uh, alternate reality experience, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, you had an interesting uh, thing when you first started talking. You said you you primarily the camera and the. Uh, uh, recorder. Do you do you record all your experiences in the recorder, or how do you how do you well how do you do an investigation? I guess that's probably the easiest way to, to find out. Say say I Ian and I called you in to investigate our house because we thought it was uh, we saw this naked guy running around. Um, <laughs> what what how would you uh, how would you deal with that? I mean, how would you conduct that investigation? Uh, well, I would sit down. The first thing we would do is we do a, a complete interview uh, with you and uh, and Anne. And in, in that particular case, uh, we would you gather as much information during that interview as far as uh, your personal background, uh, any medications being used by either one of you, uh, uh-huh. or alcohol use, which you know has come into play a lot of times. <laughs> uh, we always also ask if there are any weapons in the house because. Sometimes people get crazy and they think they see something they want to shoot at it. And plus, for our plus for our own safety, we don't want we don't want weapons in the house as well too. Then we gather as much information about the residents as we can. Uh, any personal background as far as you know, any recent uh, uh, passing of a family or uh, close friends you know, within the past year or two, or anything additional that's happened to them outside the home that they can't explain. So we go pretty detailed into the uh, in, into the interview aspect of it. Then we go to locations that uh, the you know, in that particular case where uh, Anne's boyfriend was running naked through the house and uh, <laughs> try to see if, uh, if if we pick up any you know we do you know use uh, EMF meters you know, not so much the K2 we use uh, but we use some other things too and uh, see if we get any anomalous readings as far as that and try to discount anything that could be you know naturally occurring whether it be wiring or uh, speakers or whatever else could create magnetic fluctuations. Then uh, we'll just uh, we'll go to different locations as groups uh, individually, usually groups of two, and go throughout a location and do different uh, sessions. Then we'll rotate and have diff- the same group go to a different location until we finish up what we do there. We'll do an analysis, see what we come up with, and we'll probably go back two or three times because uh, they only get it right uh, in one investigation on TV. Not, that's not right. quite the way it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that would that would be the general idea, and. Uh, we would work, you know, in, besides just sitting in the same place, we'd have people go to different parts of, say, a room, because if we're talking about EVP being, you know, fluctuations of manipulation of EMF or whatever else, I mean, it could be, you could be sitting in one place, they could be talking to you in the corner, but it's that magnetic energy, just like any magnet, only goes so far. So we try to get, cover as much of the room in quadrants as we can. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be a basic, that would be my basic approach to it. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Thing. The interesting thing is, is like, uh, I, I find this uh, intriguing is that, for instance, if you did break up your, your team and, and say you investigated uh, the power, uh, one team investigated the power, and then uh, they went to another part of the house and everything else, and another team goes in there, do they, do they correspond at all or, or, or communicate with each other? Because it, to not, me, it would be like really- real. Go ahead. Yeah, usually not till the end of the night because we don't want to have anybody going in with pre-sick. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I was kind of getting that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we we don't we don't uh, we don't uh, 
do that until the end at the end of the night and see if we have any correlating information that matches up in the same same location because if you say yeah well we were down in this room and over in this corner we felt something and then when somebody mm-hmm. goes down there they go walk over that corner and psychologically they're going to start feeling something so right. we don't like to contaminate the thought process mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, yeah that's one of the things uh, when I taught uh Paranormal CSI up at Northern Essex, that's one of the things we did. Everybody kept their own set of notes and everything else, and at the end, we would compare it, and then we were able to start to paint a picture of what was going on. Uh, so, yeah, that's I don't think it's done enough, and I, and I think it's really important is the independent uh, investigating of uh, even if, if it's part of the same team, you still be should be doing it at the best investigating. You don't go in and say, oh, my God, I saw a ghost in here, and, you know, like everybody runs in, and then that's... <laughs> Okay. And I like that you exactly. go back numerous times. Yes. Yeah, you have to. I mean, everybody, the, the first group that I was in, it was like watching an episode of Ghost Hunters because the girl was the lead investigator. I was an investigator in training, and somebody else was a case manager. <laughs> I love that. And, and, they, and we, you know, we're, we're in a building until 2 o'clock in the morning, and they want to meet the next morning to review ev- evidence as a group <laughs> instead of individually even getting together. And I went, Man, this is not TV. You know, this is not the way it's supposed to be. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to, and some people just want to go for the for the fun of it, which you know, it kind of frustrates me sometimes too, because I'll get requests all the time to go on investigations mm-hmm. because they want to see a ghost. I oh, said, yeah. oh, well, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's what you have events for for those people. Right. That's that's yeah. what that's what events are really uh, aimed at. Those type of people who just want an experience rather than anything else. And and I think what also those people don't realize that when you have a, a team, you are indeed a team, and you know how you work with each other, and you know, you, you know, it's kind of almost unspoken, you know, because your yeah, team like, is going like to go being in. married, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know each other, and you know how to work with each other. And when right. you throw someone random into that mix, it's you throw all the energy off. It's all, yeah. So. Well, I've even, I mean, we've we've done quite a you know a few events, you know, investigation events, and I've actually had people call me before they buy the ticket and said, "Can you guarantee that I'm going to see a ghost?" Said, Seriously? <laughs> yeah, let me get Seriously. my sheet. Sure. I'll make sure you do. <laughs> Yeah, I said, what time are you going to show up? I'll, I'll make sure they're there when you get there. Right. I've actually right. had people. I've actually had people do that. They said, well, if you can't guarantee we see a ghost, why should I come? I said, well, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely don't. I'll put a sheet on it if you want. If you you want to pay sixty bucks, what the hell? I'll run around. That's hysterical. But, yeah. But that, anyway, that's, that's yeah, that's part that's part of what you deal with. I mean, that's that's normal. Right. So, so what's your thoughts about uh, some of the old methods of spirit communication, like dowsing and Ouija boards and whatever else is out there? I think whenever you have the human body or mind uh, put associated with any type of apparatus, that you have the potential for that to be, you know, uh, a problem. Uh, you know, for me, for me, Ouija boards. Yeah, can they do weird stuff? But it's actually, the, in my personal opinion, you know, the person's actual intent that's actually making those things go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the case I told you about. I mean, we have no idea how much power that our our mind has and how we can utilize it. And when we focus, if we want it, if we're sitting at a Ouija board and we want, you know, we say, you know, who's here, or you know, bring a demon in and 
the reason people are usually on Ouija boards is because they want to bring a spirit in. So if you want something bad enough, it's going to happen to you. So mm-hmm. anytime you have something that can be manipulated, whether it be dowsing rods or whether it be a Ouija board or whatever, I, I kind of tend to have to question it because uh, I've seen uh, too much uh, manipulation that uh, just doesn't hold, hold water. But but can't we manipulate equipment as well? I mean, EMF meters, for instance, the mind gives off uh, electromagnetic uh, energy, and it, why couldn't we manipulate that as well, or a K2 meter, or, or any other silly things that they have out there? Yeah, well, well I guess I guess we could. That's why I don't, I think the two most important things you have are a camera and a, a voice, you know, a digital recorder, voice recorder, cassette tape, whatever you, whatever you want to use, uh, because there are things, you know, a, a computer mouse can set off a K2. I mean, uh, pe- people would go to investigations all the time with their cell phones on, and K2s would be going off all over the place. All of a sudden, they think they're just being attacked by ghosts, and it's just <laughs> phones for a signal. So uh, those, those things can. That's why I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into those because there's so many different things that can affect it. Uh, you know, K2s you can't you can't calibrate, so you don't even know what kind of reading you're getting there. Exactly. So, you know, they're not shielded, so you know you don't know what where the energy is coming from for sure. So there's all you know, and most if you stop and think about it, people have those things because they saw them on TV. Right. Clay, I want to I want to tell you that you're you're actually the first guest uh, that I have had on here who's actually mentioned calibration or equipment. Uh, most people just buy equipment because they see it on TV or they see it on the internet and they think it's really cool. Half of them don't read the manual, to be honest with you, and and the, the other half, a uh, third or whatever, doesn't really understand how the, the piece of equipment works and what's it supposed to do. Exactly, and that's, that comes down to actually you know, being serious about what you do and not just you know, wanting to uh, have an experience where, I mean, I've got people, you know, they, they see a K2 go off and they're just, you know, they have to change their pants, so. <laughs> Is somebody at the door? Yes, Is that the that's guy a, at the door? Pizza that's from the, the dead. The door, which, pizza from the dead is here, that's right. So we were actually going to say goodbye to you, but we want to thank you so much for uh, helping us out today. Uh, Clay, thank you so much. Once again, his website is spiritwatch.net. You also have a great radio show. I assume it's great. Uh, Spirit Watch Radio. It's on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on liveparanormal.com. Clay, thank you so much. And don't forget your book, right? All you know that's right. is you think you know. It's so, what you think you know. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So, Clay, uh, any last words before we ditch you? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the, the, one, of my, one of my buddies, my, like I said, my mentor I mentioned before, Mr. John Tenney, is, he closed out a lecture I went to one time. He says, don't get so caught up in the dead that you forget about the living. So let's treat everybody as, as kind as we can and uh, make the world a happier place. Very did nice. You say, wait a minute. Did you say John Tennis? John what, Tenney. Tenny. Okay. Okay. For a minute there, I thought it was uh, uh, the other guy I was thinking about, Tennis, who was, uh, uh, wrote a book, and my friend from the UK just finished the book for him after he died. So it was Alex Tennant. Alex Tennant. That's it. Thank you about. so much. That's why I hire you. You're such a There you brain. go. Because yeah, I read go. the book. <laughs> you actually Clay, did? thank you so much. It was really great talking to you and meeting you, and I hope uh, we will cross paths. I appreciate the time, and I hope you have a good evening. Yep. Thank you so much, Clay. Thank you. Thank well. you. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was great. Yeah. Very nice to talk to him. Nice, nice guy.
I, I can't believe how bad we were in the beginning of the show, though. It was horrid. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't put two syllables together. It's like, what the hell? And I haven't been drinking. Maybe I should start drinking. I don't know. Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So anyways, better, go ahead. We better say goodbye or you're going to run out of beats. Well, you know what they say. That's why I have a pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> so till next time, uh, good night and God bless everyone. Yes, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will have our live broadcast from EBC TV next week. So, uh, really? yeah, that's oh. next week. Gosh. Next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Gosh. Gosh. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, tune, uh, tune in, Tokenet, and they'll live stream it, or go to www.ebctv.org, and you can also watch it there. Yeah. So, Have a great night, and thanks for listening. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good love.